1: Welcome to It's All White, our weekly Fulham podcast My name's Robert Warlow, I'm joined here today by our Fulham club writer, Ryan O'Donovan Hello Rob Hi Ryan And also joining us is Scott Trotter, our digital football writer Hello Hi Scott um, Fulham, is their, uh, their run of uh, wins came to an end at the weekend then, Ryan um, Up at the Macron Stadium against Bolton, a one-all draw Was that a fair result? Um, I think if you judged the game
2: as a whole, it was pretty fair You know, the first 20 minutes, Fulham gave... Bolton are less than football, you know, absolutely dominant, they couldn't get the ball off Often, Fulham probably should have made it two or three then, you know, Font had a great chance one-on-one to, to put it 2-0 after 10-15 minutes, so if you look at it that way, you would have thought Fulham would have gone on to win it, but after that, you know, Bolton really made it into a battle, had a few chances themselves, really took it to Fulham, so I think in the end, you'd probably look at it as a fair result, but Fulham could have won it, and you know, if they're a bit more clinical, which... Has been a problem all season. They probably would have.
1: Is it fair to say they'll probably look at it as two points
2: dropped? Um, yeah, I think so. You know, run of five games well on five wins. You're going to Bolton who's struggling. It's never going to be an easy game. And no disrespect to Bolton. But you do think that they'd have enough about them to, to beat them there. So, yeah, you do have to look at it as two points drop, Especially seeing as they went 1-0 up and had mm. chances to make it 2 And then you look at Kamara's in the second half with his first touch, he probably should have scored as well. So, yeah, Tim Ream said after the game to me that he was two dropped as well. So I think the consensus is it's
0: two points dropped rather than a point gained. Were you a bit surprised, Scott, seeing the result? Yeah, I think you've got to be. Fulham had kind of been in an irresistible form winning all ways. And then obviously it's a long trip to Bolton, which always has an impact. But you think, especially like Ryan says, when they start so well in the first 20 minutes... With Thor it's so easy to see them put teams to bed two or three. So mm. I think we'll see it as a shame. Obviously, uh, Matt Target was the, the man on
1: target for, in the game. Um, uh, probably unusually for him as well, a header popping up in the middle, middle of the box of a header. I think it was his first senior goal.
2: Yeah, he took up a good position to get in there once Ryan Sessegnon crossed the ball from the left. You know, Piazon headed it back to him. He's just in the right place to nod it home. So it was another good display by Target. You know, I've been impressed by him a lot since he's he started games. He started the last two now got him two team of the week with who scores. so he's, he's playing well and he, he does look very good
1: and like you say they, they did create chances they, they probably could and should have put the game to bed though afterwards
2: yeah I think so you know Fonts when he's, when he's gone one on one he's done great to, to force the mistake and it's on his weaker foot yeah but he should be scoring that kind of goal especially when you're one on one and having forced the mistake and then Kamara I've no idea how he's not hit hit the target at least with his chance you know he's come on straight away and had that had that impact, and you know, if either of those go ahead. Bolton are chasing two goals against Fulham and pick teams off once they chase a game. You, it would have been a different result, I'd say. But it's not the Fonderis with an absolute worldie of a goal, so they've got to take the point, get on with it, and go to the Villa next week, which is a bloody huge game.
1: Mm. Obviously, that they're now you know you look at a point of Bolton. Perhaps people from the outside looking in might say well, that's a, you know a, a, not a great result for them, but. Actually, it wasn't too damaging, was it, at the weekend? The other results sort of didn't go too badly. Yeah,
2: they're still in the playoff places. I mean, you've got to look at Bolton; they're on a good run of form at home as well. So, you know, once once the fans got behind the side, the, the Macron became a different atmosphere to what it was the first 10 minutes. So, you, it's, it's not a bad result. You know, they're still in the playoff mix. Everyone probably thinks that second is a target, but maybe a step too far, especially with the way Villa are going. So, they're still well within it. You know, they've got to face everyone around them. So, it's, it's not the worst. It's still nine unbeaten. Mm and I was looking, I think it's only like two losses in the last 15 or something stupid like that so yeah, you, you can't be upset about it.
1: I think you said a few weeks ago when we were doing the podcast 10 points from the next four games, I think that's what they got Yeah I said
2: double figures and they got double figures so you've got to be happy with it, they're well in the hunt for it now they've got to look ahead to those next six games and you know, try and get double figures a game from them get it more towards you know middle of the of the of the teens if you want mm. and then I think they'll be happy with
1: that is it fair to say that these will probably be defining these, these these fixtures and where they're going to end up?
2: Yeah, I think I think they'll be defining where they end up. But as I asked Tim Ream the same thing on Saturday, and he said he reckoned the ones from Boxing Day to now were the season-defining ones, the ones that got them to where they are. But yeah, you look at it. You know, you're playing all the teams around you. It's going to determine maybe not your season, but where you finish up. Mm. If you beat them all, you're going to finish second. If you drop points, you know, playoffs are more likely. And if you lose them more, then you're going to drop out of it. So. Season-defining, I would say they're probably season-defining, you know, if they get positive results in most of them, playoffs is going to be the minimum for them this season.
1: I guess it's got to start with, with the first one against Villa.
2: Yeah, what, what a tough test that's going to be, you know, it's going to be, a, you saw them against Birmingham on Saturday, on Sunday in the second City derby, and you look at that team sheet and there's, there's quality all over it, so it's going to be a really good game. Fulham will fancy their chances, you know, it's going to mean that they can play football because Villa are going to want to play football as well. But it's the set pieces and the and, and the crosses into the box that worry me. They did it, Villa did it against Fulham the last time they played and they got picked off by the set pieces and it's not been their strongest point this season. You know, Snodgrass can put a ball on the sixpence and then you've got big players up there, Scott Hogan, he likes to move about in the box, get on the end of them. So, that's what worries me ahead of Saturday is, is how Fulham are going to deal with these crosses into the box and these set pieces.
1: But they've got you know, threats at the other end they, they can hurt Villa
2: they can hurt Villa yeah of course I, I, I think there's going to be goals in this game I think on both sides but Fulham definitely have the ability to, to hurt Villa you know if Villa's wing backs want to attack they're going to leave spacing behind for the likes of Fredericks to exploit mm. on to exploit so it's, it's going to be a good game you know if, if Piazzon plays he's going to be clever enough to pick up the holes that are left by players going forward from Villa and then you look Chester and John Terry at centre back. If you play someone like Kamara in there, how how are they going to deal with the pace Kamara's got? I can't see John Terry keeping up with Kamara. But of course, John Terry wasn't at the top of English football in his youth for no reason. You know he's dealt yeah. with pace before,
1: so it'll be interesting matchups all over the place. I think it's probably fair to say that John Terry hasn't really had pace as part of his natural game anyway. So he, no, exactly. he, he's dealt with that. Yeah, he's in different dealt with
2: ways. that. You know he's, he's, he knows how to deal with it, even though he hasn't got it and like I said he's been at the top of English football if he if he didn't know how to deal with pace he would never have been but now he's a bit older you know it's that yard slower again so it would be interesting if Kamara comes on with half an hour 25 minutes to play just how he's going to exploit this place that will be behind I saw Gallagher do it on Sunday mm. you know they played the ball inside of John Terry and Gallagher got in behind him you look if Kamara does that to him he's got two yards of pace on Gallagher he'll be in the box quicker so it would be interesting
0: matchups all over the pitch how do you see it, Scott? I think very similar to Ryan. I think you've got that interesting matchup, and I think Fulham will look to take advantage of John Terry not just because of like his age, but I think in between the lines, like Ryan said again, it's going to be looking for those balls through. So you take Terry out of any being able to defend as such, and it's just a one-on-one foot race, and I think that's where they're going to really come through. I think what's also kind of will be nice for Fulham in some respects although a draw obviously isn't the best result it means they've got the bit in between the teeth for the training this week they're all going to be working hard to try and put that right whereas sometimes when you're sort of riding a wave maybe there's a bit more complacency you just see Villa as another team whereas now they know they've got to really go for it and battle in amongst it and I think when Fulham are up for a battle they, they can play football as well so you've got kind of more complete team. so I say with the likes of Sesanyon and stuff as well, they're going to pose Villa plenty of problems, and I think despite all the quality Villa have, they do have the vulnerabilities that can be taken advantage of.
1: Would you agree with that, Ryan? That perhaps you know a draw isn't the worst result to go into that game. It's a bit of a reality check.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, it's easy if you win game after game after game, you think you go into it, are uh, like you know we know what we're doing. You get a bit complacent. But Fulham know now it's in their own hands. You know, going into these six games, it's in their own hands. If they win all of them, they're going to be in second space. So, you know, like Scott said, they've got a bit between their teeth now. You know, I think there'll be a bit of a zip to training. And the fact they know it's all in their own hands. No matter what other teams do, if they go out and play like they can do, they're going to get results mm. and they can get their second. It's all down to what they want to do.
1: How was uh, Slavice Jukanovic after Saturday?
2: Uh, he was all right. I think he was a bit disappointed in that they dropped the points. He probably felt that they should have won the game like a few people should have but it, it, it's it, his, his substitution in the 50th minute is like it's still I, it, I don't quite understand why he made it you know they're 1-0 up they're not chasing a game and although the, the test was quite physical and Font was clearly struggling with that you bring on Mitrovic and you understand why he's done that but then to bring Kamara on as well and take Piazza North obviously he wanted to exploit space down the right and have the speed but it made the game far too open and that's where Bolton really you know, came alive. They could soak up the pressure. Fulham would get lump the ball down, win the second ball, and that's where the goal came from. So, Djukanovic was disappointed after the game. But you know, you got you got questioned that substitution he made.
1: Did he say anything on that?
2: No, he didn't. No, no. The, the people in the press conference didn't didn't push him on that one. So, what can you do?
1: Yeah. Um, what was the the fan reaction to to the game and to that as well?
2: Uh, it was, I think it was a bit mixed. You know, some people saw it as. We should have been beating them. It was a poor performance. People didn't step up to the plate. But other people are like, well, it's nine games unbeaten. We're still in the playoff hunt. We're only, I think it's seven points off now or whatever. So it's not the worst of of things. It was a bit mixed. And people, you know, people always get a bit overboard when you've won the last five games and you draw with someone as low down in the table as Bolton. But I think overall, you know, it was one of those where you want to put it behind you and get
1: straight on to Villa. I mean, we've seen it in the Championship before, haven't we, that teams can... You know, come unstuck against teams at the bottom. and you know, anyone can be anyone in that league. So it's not, it's not beyond the rounds of possibility that you'll see a, you know, Bolton perhaps do that to someone else. Yeah, you. I mean, they did it
2: to Bristol City mm. the game before. I think teams like Bolton are the ones that Fulham struggled with this season. You know, they went to Sunderland and lost. They they didn't take it. They drew with Bolton at home as well. So those kind of teams is what Fulham struggled with. And although they they dealt with it a bit better, they didn't seem to struggle as much on Saturday. I just don't think they took the initiative when they had it 1-0 to really go on and push and they let Boat and come back into the game. So whereas once upon a time, you look at Sunderland, they probably would have lost that game. They looked a bit more in control on Saturday and you've got to take that as a positive.
1: How was uh, Alexander Mitrovic when he came on?
2: I thought he was very sluggish when he came on. He looked He's still not match fit, you can tell completely he's not match fit. But compared to the Forest game where he battled for the ball, he moved into the box, he didn't quite do that on Saturday, you know. He didn't quite win the balls that you wanted him and he didn't quite get into the box. I thought he looked very sluggish when he came on.
1: Do you think, Scott, he needs a bit of time to, to find his feet and sort of get used to, to Fulham and the Championship
0: again? I think so. I think it's just, like you say, getting that match fitness. If you don't have it in the Championship, you can get bullied quite easily because it's relentless, the schedule, the teams you play, especially likes of Bolton. Though Mick Ridge is kind of a physical player, he's going to be getting hit into straight away at early doors, so i just waiting to see what happens with them. I think more than anything, it's just nice that Fulham have the options they do in the forward position so that they can rotate through and kind of manage that a bit more going in. Well, as you hope, so the playoffs.
1: Mm. And you, I think we, we touched on it last week. You said that you would probably expect Mitrovic not not to be starting yet, but you know, perhaps in a few weeks' time, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think in the middle of this this period they've got coming up, you'll probably start to see him starting games. You know, but. Uh, yeah, I think Villa's going to be too early for him. I think we'll start with Font again, and you know, use his runs into channels and stuff like that to bring players into it. But I, I, I do still think once Mitrovic is fit, he'll become the main man, and we'll probably see that after the Wolves game. Maybe.
1: Mm. Do you think then, having you know, having said that, Fulham have struggled with teams at the bottom. That actually, this run of fixtures coming up, you know, could play into their hands because they they they're playing against teams who similarly, will, you know, like to play football and, and that could work in their favour?
2: Yeah, well, I think I did a thing yesterday on seeing how many points they got from the reverse fixtures, and it's only about five, I think it is. So they, they did struggle early doors against these, these big teams, but that was when Fulham really weren't clicking. And we all know Fulham like to play against teams that like to play football. So, yeah, it could have a benefit in that they're going into these period against teams that have something to play for, also want to play football. But you look at it and you've got like four games in two weeks against mm. clubs that are going to be in the, in and around then. Wolves come, Villa come, Bristol City away, is not going to be an easy test. So although I think it might fit the way Fulham play, you know, all these games are going to be so hard.
1: Mm. Does it help that they're having a couple, you know, first few couple at home?
2: Uh, I think so, yeah. So they've got Villa at home on Saturday and then they go to Bristol. So mm. yeah, it, it could help. You know, they play well at home. But... You know, they've got the home fans behind them but you're looking at like 4,000 Villa fans down on Saturday mm. so that's going to have an effect on on things as well so I don't really think it's going to make any difference Fulham have looked better away from home at times this season you know we saw at Sheffield United where they allow them a bit more space and they've run riot so it'll be interesting to see how teams come like Villa who play football it'd be interesting to see how they come and set up at the cottage.
1: I was going to say, you, you wouldn't expect them to set up like a team that's at the bottom trying to sort of come and nick a point. No,
2: you wouldn't. You'd think Villa will think their style of play is better than Fulham's style of play and they'll come and play it, especially with the way they're going. You know, they're a formal side at the moment. So, yeah, you look at it and you'd hope they'd come and play their brand of football, but you never know with football. You know, It's, it's all about getting a result and if they think the best way to get a result is to stifle Fulham, then that's what they'll do.
1: Yeah. I suppose the important thing going into these games is, is keeping players fit as well, keeping key players fit.
2: Yeah, exactly. And... Fulham are lucky at the moment that everyone's fully fit and available. Carey played 20-odd minutes on Saturday and he looks to be coming back into fitness now. So it's such a tough period of games that having a fully fit side is like having an extra man. You know They can rotate things around, mm. they can get the best out of everybody. And I think we'll see a few different lineups in the next week with Villa, Bristol and Wolves. So yeah, it's, it's obviously going to help them having a fully fit side. Do you expect some case to start? I don't think he'll start on Saturday. I think it's still a bit too soon for him, having 20 minutes of Bolton and then to f- rush him straight into a game against mm-hmm. Villa. I don't think Oliver Norwood's done anything to warrant being dropped that quickly either. I think, you know, he'll continue at midfield. But I do think we'll start to see more and more of Kearney as the week comes on. Maybe, you know, Wolves, they'll start him against Wolves
1: and we'll see how it goes from there. And then, and that, he's he's spoken this week as well about a little bit about speculation over there in January. Yeah,
2: he spoke to Fulham this week today. I think it was about about speculation over January. And he said that he signed a long term contract in in the summer, and that he, he's happy at the club and he wants to get him to the Premier League. That's all he really said about it. So mm. be interesting to see if he says any more in, the, in the next few weeks about it, but. I think he just wants to concentrate on the football at the moment.
1: I guess that'll be uh, what Fulham fans want as well. They want him to focus on getting them into the Premier League.
2: Yeah, I think that's what everyone wants him to do. You know, We saw how good he was last year. He hasn't quite hit that form yet because of injuries and whatever. Mm. And we everyone wants to see a fully fit Tom Cairney play in the football. We know he can play. It's just a shame that this knee injury's played him all season because before that he was in the form of his life. be interesting to see in the next 15 games or whatever's left if he can get back to his form. And if he can, then Fulham have a real great chance.
1: And if it does come to the playoffs, I guess he could be uh, a key man for it.
2: Yeah, he's gonna be a key man anyway, you know, he's their best player by some distance, even with Ryan Sessegnon on in there. So everything goes for him when he plays, he's he's a metronome in their midfield. So yeah, he'll be key player whether they get playoffs or whether they get automatic. Hm.
1: Mm. Scott, how do you see it with obviously these next six games and, and kind of the, the promotion shake up? I think
0: <coughs> excuse me, I think with Fulham, um you've got to be confident they've had a lot of good form and because it is in their own hands. The players can take responsibility, You're not worrying about anybody else or other results and there's nowhere else to lay the blame. So I think going into it, you've got to be confident they're gonna be playing football in teams. And now they do have the option with the likes of Mitrovic to mix it up a little bit as well. I know the likes of Wolves have been beaten off Cardiff because they've got like Kenneth Sahor and players like that who are a bit stronger. So to have those varying options within the games, you've got to be a lot more confident than perhaps at the beginning of the season where Ryan said they got five points from these games. Um, so I think playoffs, you almost, you know, this perception that form's almost already got there, I think, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, second does seem a long way away still, but the picture's going to become a lot clearer in the next five games. Because I say, if they were to beat
1: their main rivals, then all of a sudden, as Ryan mentioned earlier, you know, second spot becomes attainable. Yeah, well, even
0: Saturday, I think, would lay down a real gauntlet, because Villa are flying at the minute, and if you've got, it's, uh, it's a six-pointer, and then... The sort of form changes of the sides as well. Obviously, Fulham would continue. Villa might turn the wrong corner, and you full of confidence for your next game. I guess we, we, I think we've spoken about it before and said that
1: Villa Derby are probably the the biggest threats to Fulham. And, you know, look, looking at that second spot, I think most people would probably accept that Wolves are probably going to win the league now. So. Do you think those two will be key when they play them?
2: Yeah, and they play them in the next like two, three weeks, so mm. they're going to be key, yeah. I still think, myself personally, I still think second's probably a step too far from them. I think the fact that they've got the dit situation when we're talking about Fulham finishing second is an amazing thing. You know, the run they've put on is sensational, but I do think Villa are going to finish second. I do think Villa have just that little bit more in terms of depth in the squad, quality in the squad to finish second. And if Fulham finish in the playoffs, then you know, it, it, you've know got to consider it a season... Well done considering they were 17th in November. Mm.
1: And if, if it does come to it, who, who do you think they would want or not want to face in the playoffs?
2: Well, I wouldn't want to face Cardiff in the playoffs. I think Neil Warnock would, it would be similar to the Reading game last season. You know, they'd do a job on Fulham, they'd stifle play, and Neil Warnock's side over two legs would be a horrible prospect. I think a team that plays football would be a good one, and Bristol City would be good to face. I think I'd like to face Derby as well if they finish in it. Even Sheffield United, if they finish in it, I think Fulham will. Do better against than they would against a side like Cardiff. Mm. If they both win and end up in the playoff final, it's a different situation altogether because it's a one-off game. Mm. And you know Cardiff can't stifle it over two games and slow it down like Reading did, and we saw Reading come unstuck in the playoff sem- uh, final last year. So I think I'd want to avoid Cardiff in the in the semi-finals, but whoever else I
1: wouldn't really mind. Two Fulham got. Do you think that? I mean, I'm sure that the, the players will, will, and and to Vesevich, you know, when wouldn't mind themselves whoever it is they'll take whoever it is on but uh, i guess for them they want to try and beat these teams now and try and try and still give themselves that outside chance of second
2: yeah definitely i think their aim has to be second at the moment they wouldn't be professional footballers if they weren't aiming for the Mm. the best thing they could get which is going to be second because wolves are gone now so i think they'll all be aiming for second and if they aim for second miss it and get playoffs they've got that momentum they know they're good enough they've Taken points off the side, I think they'll be more confident for the playoffs this year than they were last.
1: And I suppose last year's experience might actually help them if they get there again.
2: Yeah, of course it will. You know, they weren't, and none of them really had playoff experience before that. They didn't really know what to expect. And we saw from that Reading game just how different the playoffs were to what we'd seen for the last eight weeks of that season. So yeah, they'll use that
1: experience this time around if they do get to the playoffs. And I think it can only benefit them obviously for Fulham fans. They'll be uh, hoping it won't be playoffs and they'll be uh, celebrating automatic come, uh, come May. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there for today. Um, obviously, Ryan will be at uh, Fulham v Villa on uh, Saturday. Uh, all the uh, pre-match, obviously coverage of it itself and post-match stuff will be on getwestlondon.co.uk and uh, we'll be back next week to review the uh, the first of those six games. So join us then.